Welcome to the Sovereign Goddess Podcast, conversations with spiritual teachers and thought leaders to help empower women to honor all facets of her human experience through vulnerability, compassion, and authenticity. Through spiritual principles, self-care, and ritual, we are gathered here to be the light we wish to see in the world as we inspire the rise of authentic feminine leadership. I'm your host, Sabrina Riccio, creative soul behind Shamanessa Godessa, and here I'll be sharing with you personal insights as well as authentic conversations with modern medicine women and entrepreneurs alike to inspire you to stay true to your soul by embracing and unleashing your inner wild women as you embark on your journey to help serve the highest good. We are here to support you as you go forth and share your medicine with the world. If you've enjoyed this conversation, subscribe to the Sovereign Goddess podcast channel and leave a review. Keep up with your Sovereign Sisters by using our hashtag Sovereign Goddess. I invite you to connect with me on Instagram at Shamanessa Godessa. If you're hearing the call and are ready to thrive, join the Sovereign Sisterhood by visiting sabrinariccio.com. Welcome to this episode of the Sovereign Goddess Podcast, conversations with authentic goddesspreneurs, paradigm shifters, mystics, priestesses, all of the good stuff, and we're here to help you build your queendom with grace. I'm your host, Sabrina Riccio, and guess what? You have the pleasure of hanging out with me today. I, uh, there's, ah, before I came on here, I've been chanting nonstop, and it's this certain version of a mantra, and I can't find it anywhere, but it just brings me back to when... I was doing my kundalini yoga teacher training, and the mantra is Sat Siri Siri Akal, and it reminds me of my teacher, Mahandraj Kar, Tony, if you're listening, Tony, I love you so much, and I remember we had to hold this pose for 11 minutes and chant this mantra Sat Siri Siri Akal, and it was like having your arms in like a 90 degree angle with like a certain mudra, and you had to just chant for 11 minutes and hold it, and it was hell. But what's so beautiful is that this mantra, it helps us connect to what this Aquarian age is all about. And the topic for today's conversation is about how we keep this momentum after the victory of Standing Rock. On Sunday, uh, President Obama and the Army Corps of Engineers said they denied um, the Dakota Access Pipeline to be drilled underneath the Missouri River. And what's really crazy is, as well... I'm recording this on Monday, but as of Tuesday, the 6th, I was planning on going to Standing Rock. And my friend Jennifer and I, we decided not to go because we could only make it for a few days. She has kids and um, I'm in the middle of a product launch right now. Well, building it. And um, it was kind of ironic for us to be spending like 400 plus dollars on gas when we're fighting an oil company 
And if only we can be there for a few days, because if I wanted to go, I wanted to be able to fully immerse myself and be there for weeks. Um, so now it's, we're doing our best to do what we can here. And I feel like me doing my best since I can't be at Standing Rock right now is to talk to you about how we keep the momentum going after this victory, because the fight has just begun. I don't even want to say the fight, but I should say the uprising of our collective sovereignty has just begun. (laughs) Oh my God, this is like crazy. So anyways, going back to that mantra of Sat City City Akal, what it helps us when we chant that mantra, it helps us overcome the challenges that we face. And, you know, there's, we can go so many different directions with what's happening, um, to the challenges that we're, we're about to embark on, um, at this upcoming year and the years to come. But we got to focus on what's happening right now because our actions right now is what's going to determine our future because there is no such thing as time and space. It's something that we create in order to bring a concept to something because we are spiritual beings having this human experience. And so the Yogi Bhajan who brought the teachings of Kundalini Yoga from India in 1960s, who my aunt was one of his first students when, and donated to Yogi Bhajan when he first came. And so when I found out that crazy synchronicity, it just reminds me that there's no such thing as coincidence that here I am as a Kundalini Yoga practitioner, and I'm sharing with you teachings of Kundalini Yoga that allow you to grasp it um, on an, on a level that is understanding and easy to attain. But essentially, what we have to do right now is that we have to keep our heads held high with what's going on. And we have to be able to face our fears and we have to walk through them because everything that's happening right now is cyclical. And we are literally witnessing 500 years of oppression and these Native Americans, you know, I'm, I'm from America and I live in California and I was born on Native American soil here and the tribe is very close and near and dear to my heart, the Cuyah Indian tribe, uh, the Agua Caliente tribe and uh, that's why this is so important to me. And in last week's episode, I talked with my dear soul sister, Rachel Webb, about Standing Rock, but I really wanted to be able to dive in deep. So if you didn't catch that conversation, I highly suggest you do because we talked about a lot of great stuff. But the thing that Rachel and I both took part of was, you know, holding these spaces and holding ceremonies, water ceremonies, um, and educating people on how to live with a higher intention. And more than ever, this is what is called for us to do. Because we need to be able to move forward 
and to live with a higher intention and to vibrate ourselves to a higher level. And we have to remember that we are timeless. (laughs) And this is such a small glimpse compared to how grand our spiritual experience is. And I'm a firm believer that I know when I'm speaking for myself, I came here to help restore this planet and I came here to help heal Mother Gaia. So this is me being the spiritual activist that I can be and using my voice and standing up and speaking up for what I reign to be sacred and something that is part of my life's purpose, my dharma, because I'm here to help liberate by allowing God, spirit, whatever you'd like to use, to work through me to help connect to each of you. And essentially, we have to remember our strength. And there's always a deep strength in numbers, and we are witnessing that. And the whole thing about this Aquarian age, which we saw the shift in 2012, it's more of a softer, more compassionate, more caring, more unified, more nurturing time compared to our Piscean age, which was very like strong and very intense. And um, there was just a lot of like drive for like survival of the fittest and, you know, us against them and competition and now we are this is literally what happened on Sunday was the beginning oh my god I just like can cry thinking about it and like saying it out loud but it's literally the the beginning of this new paradigm like anchoring in this new paradigm because we've been able this whole thing has we had to find the blessing in what this whole situation with Standing Rock has brought and the ancestors have been guiding us throughout this whole time and the blessing is that it's awoke it's wake it's been waking up people in levels unlike ever before. We first like I mean this has been going on and then you know we had this like crazy election which I really want to touch on the insights I've been having through my own kind of solitude and quiet time because when you do this work and you're a healer A lot of the times you're alone and you have to be okay with being alone and find solace in being alone. And I've been, (laughs) I'm at a space right now where I really enjoy my alone time because it's my time for self-study and it's my time for me to really dive deep within. And what I'm about to share with you in this episode came a lot from self-studying and being in ceremony um, over the weekend and being in Joshua Tree and connecting with nature and understanding, you know, for the first time being able to take a deep breath because November kicked my ass and it was a really rude awakening for a lot of us. But I had to keep reminding myself that we are in the last weeks of this nine karmic cycle And because I am born, I am a nine um, in terms of numerology, and I want to talk to more about understanding numerology in future episodes, but essentially nine is dealing with the subtle body and it's dealing with um, our karmic shit 
And we have to be able to clear what no longer serves in order for us to make room for what's to come in this new beginning of this one year, which we have next year. And so I want to kind of it's I've been seeing like all these signs about, you know, making your resolutions for 2017 right now. And to not wait till the new year, like start now. The time is now to start. So I want to start by teaching you how you can really navigate through time and space. What's helped me get through the depths of my ego and allowed me to resurrect and be have this rise of the phoenix and this massive rebirth because when I woke up yesterday on Sunday, that's what it felt like was just this like huge rebirth coming through. And it was so poignant, and I've been patiently waiting for it. I'm at the 11th hour of launching a new product, so that's like I've been birthing this for a while, and I've had to really allow myself to be gentle and clear through my shit, and I'm realizing like with the holidays, like I'm reevaluating relationships with people, and I'm reevaluating the people I hang around with. And where, who my tribe is and who's here to support me and who can I genuinely and fully support too. And there's just been a lot of reevaluating right now. And it doesn't help that we're in the shadow periods of Mercury retrograde right now too. But as a Gemini, Mercury is my ruling planet. So I love to communicate, hence why I'm on this podcast with you right now. I love chatting, and I love teaching, and I love talking, and this is me using my dharma, and this is me living my truth. So essentially, right now, we need to really connect to something larger than ourselves, and that's what Yogi Bhajan really gave us a little heads up about, that we need to be victorious, and... This mantra is known as the Aquarian mantra, the Sat Siri Siri Call. And its ability allows us to relate to ourselves as timeless and deathless beings and grants us victory over our circumstances. And we can really find a deep sense of peace in that because I want you to remember that you are the dreamer and everything you are witnessing right now, you are co creating. And you are co-creating based on the energy you're tapping into that surrounds you. This is why we really need to work on like making our auras bright and bigger. And we need to really work on staying positive because like attracts like. And we need to bring our energy more to what we want than what we don't want. So what I really want and what I'm focusing my energy on is to see this tribe of people who are listening and the people that I touch and the people that I come across. That's my alarm telling me to drink more water. Real life right now. Um, so the divine feminine represents water. So she is make, she just made her presence. So, hey, girl, we hear you. But essentially, what I want to say is I really want to help people awaken to their true being, to reclaim their sovereignty, to step into their power, and to show up in the world and share their medicine unapologetically. So essentially, the mantra goes, Sat Siri, Siri Akal, Siri Akal, Maha Akal, Maha Akal, Satanam, Akalamuda, Waheguru. 
And so that translation um, in Gramuki is the true great one, great deathless, great deathless beyond death. Beyond death, truth is his name, deathless form of God, blissful experience, the divine. And you can replace God with whatever word you want, but I'm going to say God because this is my podcast and this is what I'm saying. I respect whatever you respect because I say them all, but this is me. And so essentially this mantra like I said, it gives us caliber, it gives us the courage, and it gives us victory over one's life. And so essentially, a little sneak peek of what I'm doing is I'm creating this hydrosol line called Gaia's Alchemy. And essentially, it's infused with mantra and different herbs and flowers and crystals. And it's just, it's literally like medicine in a bottle, but I can't really say it's medicine because like the FDA, whatever, but essentially, it's just like really powerful, intentional spray that you can use um, to help you center and get grounded and cleared. And, you know, you can use it in your meditation depending on what area you're working on. And it just so happens that this Sat City City of Call is, represents the crown chakra for mine. Um, so essentially, this is for us to help overcome all negative reactions to the challenges and to, you know, not believe in this illusion of separateness. And that's what I really, this is going to be the theme of this episode is to not really, is to not allow, is to see unity and look beyond the separation because the separation is so old. It's so 2000 late as the black eyed peas would say. I just, yes, I definitely just went there. But essentially, I really want us to understand how we can harness this energy and harness this power. And so I wanted to talk about why why, and understand why the time is now for all of this to come up. So millennials, our generation... Because I'm majority of my listeners are between the ages of 18. Well, no, excuse me. They're like 21 to like 35. No, 24 to 35. So the millennials, hey, we here. So essentially us millennials, we are clearing through all of the shit for the future generation to come for our children. I feel... It was interesting because I saw this study about millennials. And when I, I graduated from Chapman University in Orange County, and I studied marketing and sociology. So as a sociologist, I'm very fascinated by groups of individuals and um, culture and society. And what's really interesting is that I don't remember what the study said. Duh, forgive me. But it essentially said that millennials are waiting until like their 30s to like get married and have kids. And I know that's true because a lot of my friends, like there's only a handful that are like now expecting and I'm so excited to like meet all their little bundles of joy because I love kids. But I'm also seeing a lot more people like myself that are really focused on like creating a solid foundation before we bring kids into the world. And Luckily, I surround myself, I choose to surround myself a lot around a lot of conscious and spiritually based people. And a lot of us are willing to 
take responsibility for our lives and to heal the ancestral karma that's been carried on because, you know, I grew up, I grew up Catholic and, uh, the whole thing, like there's so many concepts that I never was able to understand. And it wasn't until I was able to like dive in and like get rid of the dogma and understand the bigger picture of what Christianity and all the religions are about, which is about love and compassion and, coming together and, you know, and love more first and foremost. And my, you know, like you get baptized to clear yourself of original sin. And to me, like, I believe original sin, I see original sin as like the ancestral karma that was carried from our parents, especially our mothers as a female, like my mom or my mom's mom and so on and so forth. um, They've been carrying the eggs that have been myself <laughs> for generations and I'm carrying the eggs for my kids clearly and their kids and their kids because it's all goes down to atoms and we're going there today. <laughs> so um, essentially like I know with me like and I can only speak for myself but I'm also witnessing that as you know this world is my mirror that I'm clearing through all of my stuff and I'm taking the time to get to know me so that I can really be fully present for my kids and allow my kids to be themselves. And, you know, it's really interesting because um, over the weekend, like I said, I partook in um, some alone time. I went to Joshua Tree and forged with my dog, and it was cold, but I've been doing my best to get to that that vortex at least, like, every other week. And I grew up on close to the mountain. So to me, that's me healing my inner child and me anchoring back and finding security within my soul um, and not so much outside of myself. And so when I came home, I spent some time with family and then I came home and decided to dive into self-study and to really dive deeper into my natal chart, which is like your birth chart. So it's based on how the planets were aligned the minute you were born, the minute you were born. And I've always been interested in astrology. Um, I, I've always been interested in tarot. Like I've, like it didn't really hit me until like the other day I was thinking like when I was in high school, I would like pull tarot cards from like astrology.com online and try to figure out like my love and like all these things. And it just like hit me the other day, like, wow, it's really going back. You can always go back to your childhood and see the things that you're interested in. And it's always in alignment with the work you're supposed to be doing. And so I bought this book when I was like 15, 16 years old, and it was called The Only Astrology Book You'll Ever Need by Johanna Martin uh, Wolfolk. And it's been sitting on my altar because underneath my altar, I have um, all of my spiritual books too, because I think there's so much knowledge to be shared with that altar space. And um, so I decided to dive in into this book that I haven't touched for a very, very long time. I actually found like an old bookstore receipt from when I was a freshman at San Diego State. So I think that was the last time I touched this book. So almost like 10 years. And I was reading more about it. And it's really interesting because it really dawned on me why the time is now and why 
the millennials are really the ones that are helping anchor it in. Like, I've been so fascinated by my generation and so because I'm part of it. And so I've always been interested in self-study. And me being interested in self-study was always about like me and as part of my Virgo moon, it's like I'm learning things so that I can really apply it. I'm not there to learn to learn. Like I'm going to learn things so I can really run with it. And that's what my life has been, especially the past like five years since I had like my difficult LSD trip. It was like I needed to figure out, you know, what was going on with me and what I needed to heal and how I could really transcend and be the lighthouse. And so I was reading and it's super cool because if you're a millennial out there, like we are so rad. That's all I had to say, but you already know that. Like we are so cool. We're the generation that remembers what life was like pre and post technology. And but what's also very interesting is that we were also a, an era that was born during a time of terrorism and war and you know, we had the 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 Berlin Wall fall and we had like all these other things that I really want to talk about, but I wanted to first talk about the planet Neptune because if you were born between 1984 and 1985 to 1998, your Neptune is in Capricorn. And so Neptune essentially represents our dream life and our mystic qualities. And Neptune's named after the Roman god of the sea who ruled all the rivers, oceans, streams, and all the watery depths. So that deals a lot with our emotions. And um, in astrology, Neptune is the planet of idealism and spirituality, and it's the realm of the subconscious world, hidden memory, intuition, and clairvoyance. And so when I was reading my natal chart, like on a deeper level and really allowing myself to take the time to read about it, I was reading about Neptune and Capricorn. And this whole Neptune and Capricorn, it's very disciplined. And Neptune's power is like very practical and concrete with this sign in Capricorn, and we are essentially destined to be thorough and painstaking um, and to possess great courage once we're committed to a purpose. And I don't know about you, but there's a reason why we were the Bernie revolution. We're part of the Bernie revolution. Like majority of people that caught Bernie Sanders and loved Bernie Sanders, myself included, I volunteered for him. Um, was because we saw what his mission was and what his what his his passion and what he reigns to be a path of love and we you know we are so sick of like we are so sick and we still are sick of the same shit over and over again and it looks like based on where Trump is going right now with the people he's chosen it's just still establishment bullshit so we are seeing beyond that. And the whole thing about us is that we are, <laughs> it's so funny when I read this because what I'm about to share, it's so funny. Like we learn from the generations that have come before us and whatever those, especially in the, like the realms of science or chemistry and medicine, we are going to run with it and we're going to allow ourselves to, because now we have we have a lot more, thank God for the internet. It's been such a blessing that we can do our own research and we've, you know, we have people that we can talk to now that have had the experience and we can learn from their mistakes 
and do better. Because as Maya Angelou would say, when you know better, you do better. And so essentially Neptune's in this position um, to allow us to really have creative insight into the things of the earth, the water, the natural resources, the oil, the minerals. And we are here to really find a way to not only use them efficiently, but we're here to help conserve and replenish the gifts of the earth. And when I read that, it was just like, oh, God, like standing rock. Like, that's what this is all about. And what's really interesting about all of this is like, that's why we are here. And that's why we came here. And this is like, they all say like, oh, the next war would be fighting over natural resources. But what's really beautiful is that we have the technology to really have sustainable energy and to really go forth and run with it. But it's going to take time because while we love them, because they are still our brothers and sisters, we still have a lot of people that are stuck in this like old pattern, this old paradigm thinking that there's not enough, the lack, the, you know, we got to keep it all for ourselves because we have to, it's ours and it's not about like giving and oh, we are, we're in, we're in for a long haul here, but it can come with ease and grace and it could come quickly if we allow ourselves to come together as a big mastermind and stand up for what we reign to be true and what we believe are really our values. We stand up for our values that we share. If we have the shared value and the shared intention, the shared vision, we will be able to manifest it like quick. So essentially this time right now with where Neptune's is in Pisces right now. So this is the time of self-realization and this is going to go on till 2026. And this is a time for us to help anchor in peace and tranquility in the world. And these are the, going to be our kids. So what's beautiful is that the millennial kids, this is what, this is their, their Neptune and in Pisces. This is what they are going to be really um, ruled by and really motivated to, to run with because this, uh, they're, they're going to be so spiritually drawn that I really feel that we are taking our time because we're going to really have to help support these children. Oh my God, I can cry thinking about it because I know like with me, I've put, I don't want to say put a lot of things on hold because I'm still in the flow, but there have been opportunities that I presented myself in the past and my inner guidance told me, my guides, my intuition told me, not yet, Sabrina, be patient. Not yet, Sabrina, be patient. Not yet, Sabrina, be patient. And I believe it's because I needed to have these realizations and have these ahas and find these discoveries so that I can implement them myself and that I can share the wisdom and share the knowledge because, you know, it's, I think I'm witnessing more women standing up and I'm seeing more like feminine leaders rising right now because, I think in a previous lifetime, and if you don't believe in lifetimes, that's cool. But if you're listening to this podcast, you probably do. So, hey, what up? But we, a lot of us were, you know, we were, 
women especially, we were just really like beaten up for speaking up for our truth. And a lot of us were like burnt at the stake. A lot of witches and witches essentially were just like medicine women and healers that were connected to the earth to help use these medicines. And I think, I feel that's why there's a rise of like botanica and like natural medicine and herbs and understanding like our symbiotic relationship with Mother Gaia. And this is me being able to heal my my past life and my wounds that are stuck in my my soul's imprint. And um, essentially, these are babies that are going to be coming through. They are going to help bring this peace and tranquility to the world. And I, I feel like they are already communicating with us and they're already like telling us like, Hey, we want to come and be with you, but we need to feel safe on this planet right now. And we need to be able to, you know, come into a space where we feel supported. And I feel like that's why there's such a rise of spirituality right now. And I mean, it's, I have people come up to me like, Oh my God, look at all my crystals. And I'm like, awesome, you know, because I've been there, but it's like that crystal, those crystals are going to start working with that person and clearing through their stuff. And so I honor them for, you know, like wanting to be on this path. And as a trailblazer, it's like, I'm here to help guide the way. And I'm here and a lot of us are here. Like we've all been going through this ascension process to help this new wave of people coming through to awaken to their spirituality. And that's what this 2016 election has been showing us is that the power to the peaceful. I saw that today and I was like, that's so awesome. Instead of power to the people, it's power to the peaceful, the power to the peaceful. We are here to come from that space of empathy and compassion to really hold and support those who are so stuck and so pained because What I'm really recognizing is that so many, especially our politicians, oh my God, the ones that are so like war driven and the ones that are so like all about like attack and, you know, like discrimination, those are the ones that are so pained. And I, I am like crying right now just thinking about it because I see beyond I see souls like I I see their souls now and like because of the work that I do and I see people on such a deeper level and it's so beyond the facade of like our body and it's so beyond the facade of the materials that you know we possess and I like to see people from as a soul I don't like to see people as people anymore I like to see them as souls and I see so many sick souls in our government and it's like thank God people are finally waking up and realizing that we need to like be active and like take part of this process because the political process, it's like gross right now, but it can be, it can be supportive because we know we're, we're a lot of people are freaking out about, you know, LGBT rights. They're freaking out about, women's rights are freaking out about religious freedom and freedom of expression. And it's so, it hurts my heart when I see these people in so much fear, 
But we have to understand that that fear is just simply a dimmed light. And like I said, my favorite part of A Course in Miracles is everything real can't be threatened and anything unreal doesn't exist. And herein lies the peace of God. And that peace of God is to remember that everything is love or a call for love. So my belief and like, you know, I literally have been a hermit for almost six weeks now, at least a month since the election. So it's been, it's going to, we're creeping up to a month since we've gotten the results. And me really isolating myself and connecting with God and, you know, reading and allowing myself to be of service by doing my work. I'm really understanding why this outcome had to happen. And it's because we need to help love those people and all those people that they're connected with. And it's so interesting because going back to like, you know, the idea of like what we're witnessing, it's like we have to understand that we're here for a purpose. And when we do things with the intention to serve the highest benevolence of love and compassion, we will be supported and it will come with ease and grace. But we have to ask and we have to call upon it because we were granted free will. And so the spirit and the, our guides will not come and our angels won't come to intervene unless we call upon them. So essentially that really gave me just this big like aha and essentially <laughs> Uh, my my uh, goddaughter, Kira, bless her heart, she is the cutest thing. And it's like I'm seeing these other kids, and she's like, she's like in her teenager. She's like, I think she's like 13 now. And she was telling my friend, her mom, that she was saying that we have to realize that she said she told her mom, don't forget, one atom can power the universe. And it's the little things. Oh my God, this girl, she just like makes my heart melt. I love her. And she was saying, you know, it's like one atom. And it goes back to like, going back to like the way I was taught, like in Christianity, it's like having that faith the size of a mustard seed. And it's like that atom. There's so many atoms in that. Like you just have to have that faith that even that's just the smallest smidgen of faith knowing that we can get through this because you are co-creating this reality and one atom and contains the entire universe. Like you are not a drop in the ocean. The ocean is in the drop, you know, and I've just been allowing myself to go back and forth between this micro and macro view of this, my human experience and my journey. And it's been so rad to be able to like come from that observer perspective and having that insight. And it's been, uh, it feels good to know, you know, like things can shift and to, to keep faith alive. And that has been my driving force <laughs> since 2012. It's just faith keeping faith alive. And so I also wanted to talk about Pluto. And so 
Pluto's action brings light to things within the depths of our subconscious and it helps us release our dormant forces and it causes um, our suppressed energies to erupt suddenly. So Pluto, small but mighty, you know, just like that atom, small but mighty. And it's the ruler of the underworld. And so this is allowing us to really dive, dive in deep. And again, us millennials, at least like the centered part of the millennials are still like about five years after this group. Um, but between 1983, 1984 to 95, essentially it was very, uh, we were Pluto and Scorpio and Scorpio season always kicks my ass. And, uh, essentially, so what this, what it, it was saying from the only astrology book you'll ever need is that the entry of Pluto into the sign of Scorpio coincided with George Orwell's predictions of a totalitarian government and the loss of individual rights in 1984. So, yeah, that's happening. And essentially what this is is, like, Pluto is also uh, also rural Scorpio. So this was when we were born during this time, the energy was like a time of like turmoil and revolution. And so, again, because everything is cyclical and a lot of us are healing our inner child and our childhood wounds to find a new sense of safety and security and to build a new foundation so that we can build our queendoms with grace. We're having to go back and recognizing that the past is with us because the past and the future are always here in the moment. And the past is still lingering on and there's still like in shamanism, it's a lot about like allowing and helping soul free souls that are stuck. Like there's a lot of souls that pass away that get stuck and they're not able to transcend to the next phase and transition to out of the human experience and into like a free spirit soul being. And I think this has been really hanging out on me because I got acupuncture about two weeks ago and this guy came to me and was telling me all this stuff about an ex of mine who passed away and his family. And, um, to me, it was like, that was like Judah asking me to like help release his soul and to help, help him, like help navigate him to get back home and to transition back home because he's been so stuck because there's so many people in his family that are pained. And so he came through for me in the past few weeks And then learning about this whole, like, diving deeper into this Pluto and Scorpio, you know, and seeing, like, the cycle of, like, you know, again, that was the time the Berlin Wall fell, Um, the Soviet Union was disbanded and became a commonwealth, Um, Iran turned militant, um, conservative, Yugoslavia was torn apart by the Serbians and Croatians, so Scorpio is a massive sign of destruction, And it's not always easy. And essentially, the transit of Pluto was right in the the, during this like worldwide terrorism. And that's what we've been like seeing because they're all fighting over oil. It's just like old, like old. They're fighting over death. Do we like understand that? Like oil is dead energy. It's not 
alive. It's not vibrant. It's literally death. And this death has been like penetrating in our ecosystem. It's been penetrating in our ozone layer, in our breath. Like there's all this death around us. And we have to really cut through that by bringing the light of who we are. And so essentially like Pluto is linked to this underworld and it was like the rise of the international drug trade and um, this like Scorpio rules sexuality and birth and death and rebirth. And right now, like I know a lot of my girlfriends, as in, including myself, like we are all witnessing this like rise of the Phoenix. And I feel like that's what our country and our world is facing. It's this rise of the Phoenix, like cutting through all of the gunk and all of the shit of all the death that has been permeating through our ozone layer. And so that like we can really just like we've seen a crack and now we're allowing that light to come out of that crack to shine. And so essentially like we have to understand that like this The personal influence of Pluto in Scorpio, like, allows individuals with penetrating minds, and it produces these individuals with penetrating minds and strong wills, and we are, like, really imaginative and passionate, and we possess psychic ability, and we can be ruthless about getting our own way. That's why our generation, we will not back down, and we, we are, we've been fighters, and we are fighting for peace, and we're coming with peace, and we're coming unarmed and we're coming with love and like love is being that main driving force and a lot of these older generations like they they it was taboo to like be loved especially like men like they couldn't show their emotions and they had to put everything down to quote unquote man up and all of this has been a massive like call of the masculine because the masculine is like so broken and so lost and it's like we're as these women's as sovereign women and sovereign goddesses we are here to help support them and nurture them as we rise we are on our way to like meet them again because they've been yearning for us um to really allow us to the the overall masculine energy has been yearning for us to really be our true authentic fullest selves And I just feel so extremely blessed to be like 27 and witnessing this now and, you know, allowing this journey to take its course and to get out of the way and to be to be compassionate, to be empathetic, to be patient and to be soft and gentle and to like not be so rough around the edges because I was always very defensive because I was pained myself. And like I'm doing this thing right now on Instagram, if you want to join me, it's this hashtag, hashtag vulnerability is sexy. And I really want people to share their vulnerable stories because when you share through vulnerability and you gain courage and when you have courage, you strengthen that solar plex chakra. And when that solar plex chakra is, is strengthened, we're able to get to the heart once we have allowed ourselves to embrace our sexuality and find that safety. Next is that solar plex of like that body pura of like, you know, going and then getting that grit and like being empowered and reclaiming your sovereignty. And once that lower triangle is balanced with the lower three chakras, which are like these energy centers, we are able to live in a space of our hearts. And that's where we're on our way to that right now. We're on our way to be in that space. And it, there's no coincidence that this symbol 
for the heart is the same as like the Star of David, which a lot of represents Jesus. And that is the episode, the, uh, the thing about Jesus, like that Christ consciousness. And that Christ consciousness is to come from that space of compassion, to come from that space of understanding, to come from that space of oneness. And, you know, it's really beautiful because, I mean, I have family, my aunt, God bless her soul, she is an evangelical Christian and she's a minister. And I remember when I was in the middle of my yoga teacher training, I was, we were talking about the rapture, whatever, and... I was saying, she's like, you know, they're always, there's so much fear. And that's why I had to like, I couldn't, I had to like disassociate myself a little because I couldn't allow myself to be ruled by the dogma anymore. And it's like, oh, the end of the world. And to me, it's like, I hope there's an end of this world of pain. Actually, I don't hope. I know there's going to be an end of a world of pain and a world of suffering and a world of just, you know, all the ickiness that we've been feeling in that like Piscean age. And we have to remember that before, like the the time of Jesus, it was like ISIS was the queen, and it's not like the terrorist group ISIS, which isn't really called ISIS; it's called ISIL. And I don't even want to go down that route. But essentially, Queen ISIS, she was part of the high initiates of the Egyptian Empire, and the Egyptians were were, were the rulers way before the Romans were. Like, all of your history comes, a lot of your history, I don't want to say all, because there's also some from the East, but a lot of your history comes from Egypt. And I've been, you know, diving in deeper to Egyptian history and Queen Isis, and she's been one of my go-to guides. And Mother Mary was a student of Isis' sex magic school, and so is Mary Magdalene. And Mary Magdalene was Jesus's twin flame, his, you know, his, his soul's, his soul partner. And... We had to remember that Christ means the anointed one, and Mary Magdalene was the one that anointed Jesus because she is carrying that she is that sacred that sacred chalice, and she is the one that's you know here to like offer us love and she helps us awaken the teacher within and I've been pulling her card from Kyle Gray's uh keep uh the why can't I think of it right now the keepers of the light deck and it's been like so powerful because it talks a lot about twin flames and all these different ascendant masters and everything that I'm really into and have been into so essentially I was talking to my aunt about this rapture being like the end of times and it's that end of time of like killing mother earth by like drilling into her and like disrespecting her it's the end of hate and it's the end of war and of suffering and of all this like unnecessary bullshit that's so mundane compared to why we're really here and it's to create something beautiful and so like you know they're all talking about this like second coming but the second coming is this christ consciousness because according to christianity you know jesus came from mary who came from god and it was like he was like part spirit and he wasn't from man and man and so we will never be able to have that same thing. And it's not about that anymore because that whole Piscean way of thinking, too, was about like one individual being the saving grace. And that's what I feel why Hillary couldn't win is because so many people thought Hillary was going to be the one that was going to save it. And it never rained like I never resonated with that at all because I've never been one to like have just like this one person like I see when I look at my guides I see them as a collective working together I don't like 
the individual is like we need to have individual like the ego because that helps us become individuals and that helps us connect to the gifts that we are able to share that many may not have those same gifts. So we need to learn to not like kill the ego or death of the ego, but it needs to be like a transcendence of the ego and the and the ego needs to be integrated into the soul because we still need it. Um, the ego is not bad. It's just, it can get, it can get very territorial and caught up. And so essentially like there's no, there's no coincidence that Mary Magdalene has been making her presence known, especially within the past few years. Like I've been seeing more and more of her and more and more women and priestesses are studying about her and she's making her presence because she's ready to reconnect with with her lover and she's ready to reconnect with with Jesus and it's really beautiful because the divine feminine is truly waking up and truly rising right now and it's like when these women come together this is when the divine mother really speaks and this is when she comes out and i feel you know at standing rock right now there's like tribes that are making peace with one another there's so much healing happening that you're not hearing about like you're hearing about all of the icky stuff because they want people to wake up to what's really happening but we you know as the gemini i see both sides and i also like to see the other parts of it too and there's so much healing happening and i'm you know i've had so many friends that have been able to go to standing rock and i'm so grateful for them and i'm so blessed to have them in my life and you know who you are (laughs) and essentially, you know, they're all saying that there's so much healing happening and they're not talking about it. And those are the things that we really need to focus on right now because I hate to break it to you because I'm going to be real with you right now. The people that own the pipeline, they're not going to stop drilling. Like they're going to, they've been breaking the rules already, you know, with like having these police and like being on these treaty lands, like Yes, it's a huge step. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, it's a huge step and it's a huge victory. But we need to be real and we need to be smart. And this goes back to understanding the Neptune. (laughs) And it's looking at the past history and seeing where we can really awaken and where we can be smart and vigilant. Because they only had to pay like a fine of $50,000 a day if they keep drilling, which isn't jack shit compared to how much money they're spending on this stupid pipeline for an energy system that is so outdated. But, oh, you know, and we have to really be vigilant because our president-elect, even though I don't like to call him the president, but he is what it is. Well, he's not the president yet, so I don't have to call him president. He is funding parts of, he has money invested in this. So, you know, there's a lot of people that they're pushing for this. And the thing is, is that if the pipeline doesn't get finished by January 1st, they lose like $2.3 million a day for not finishing it. So if they don't finish within a month, that's like over $80 million. So essentially like we need to just continue like draining the money out of the black snake because this is what it's about. Like this is about using being smart and using your money, using your wallet and allowing yourself to be aware of where you're spending your money to and pulling your money out of these massive banks like Wells Fargo and Bank of America and Chase. Cause obviously when they were doing this like fair Wells Fargo and they were like pulling everyone was pulling all of their money out like the thirtieth of November, the first and the second of December. Bank of America shut his doors and wouldn't allow people to pull out their money because 
you know, like people are the power, like the people have the power back. This is us reclaiming our sovereignty. And it's so awesome to watch. And even like they, they, I read that like uh, Wells Fargo, they were willing to speak with the elders of the Sioux tribe. And so these are all like baby steps. And we have to acknowledge those and recognize those and really find, like be grateful for them and like way to go. Like definitely pat on the back, but we also need to keep going. Like we can't be caught up in this because that was part of the past. And now we have to keep our eyes on the bigger picture and keep our eyes forward for the future. So, um, essentially what we're witnessing is this initiation with the sacred union of heaven on earth. And we have to, heaven is not going to come down. We have to allow the vibration of, of, of the earth to come up. So this is where, you know, we're being aware of like having awareness is everything. So we need to become aware of where we're spending our money, the type of clothes we're wearing, because, when we look at our landfills, the second most thing that like brings pollution and, and brings trash into our landfills are cheap clothes. So really be aware that your energy, that there's energy in the clothes and don't just have like a cheap thrill. Don't buy cheap thrill clothes that are just like you can throw away. Like a lot, like that's, we, we grew up in a time, if you don't, rem- if you remember where like clothes were well-made and now they're just made cheap and they're made in like sweat factories where, where like people are getting paid like pennies for the, for the hour because it's just like mass production and their energy is in the clothes. And when I'm around like cheap clothes now, I feel their energy and I just, sometimes I, I'm so sensitive now and I just want to cry. Cause it's like, I feel their energy of like exhaustion and like depression and they just want to be able to like live a happy and healthy life. So essentially we need to help raise Gaia's vibration to meet up with the cosmos. So that has a lot to do with, you know, um, uh, standing up for clean drinking water. That means like, um, pushing and educating people with, uh, about renewable energy. Like I'm loving that, you know, beyond the flood that came out and a lot of people watched it that, it woke people up. Like I know I made my parents watch it and I know a lot of other people are watching it. So thank you, Leo, for, you know, allowing that to be free. So to wake up people. And, um, I am so grateful for the work that Leonardo DiCaprio is doing. And essentially what we need to do is we have to see that like these old news outlets, like they are ruled by the government too. And, you know, like they were, they had no problem saying that the pipeline's done, but we have to look beyond that. And we have to understand that like, we are the media, like we have to use our power with social media, more importantly, to educate. We need to allow ourselves to have real authentic conversations with people. That's why like, I'm so driven to do this podcast is because I'm not here to talk about bullshit, basic bitch stuff. Like I'm here to go in deep. And so if you want to like keep going deep with me, come on in, like welcome to the party, because this is like, we're, we're going through this so that we can enjoy life. And we have to be aware of our natural resources. Again, going back to this Neptune, um, in Capricorn, it's like 
the coral reefs in Australia are dying. And I witnessed it when I was in the Cayman Islands um, with family vacation over the summer. Like it used to be so vibrant and full of color, but now it's just like polluted with trash coming off of these cruise ships and people are stepping on it and touching it with their oils and boats are coming through. So we have to be aware of things like that. Our rainforests are being cut down for palm oil that aren't being sustainably done. And so animals are losing their habitats and, you know, they're not, the trees are allow us to use the, uh, we're, they're oxygenating our, our ozone layer and they're helping filter all this like carbon dioxide. So we really need to be aware and like be aware of our trees. Um, like I said, with the clothes, um, they're filling our, like the dyes that are making into, that are making, um, like our clothes colored. A lot of them have a lot of chemicals and stuff, and then they're being drained out into the waters. So right now, Standing Rock is just like water saying like, pay more attention to us. Water saying like honor us and water deals with our sacral chakra. It deals with our emotions. So in order for us to have like a healthy relationship with our emotions and the world that we're witnessing in this physical reality, we need to help like stand up for clean water because the inner is creating the outer too. And so that means also like drinking like a lot of water, um, allowing yourself to connect to the divine mother who is represented by water. Um, allowing yourself to create something that is worthwhile and something that is in alignment with your beliefs and your passions. And it means being compassionate to yourself and really diving in because a lot of that chakra is developed during our pubescent years. So I really want you to dive into those pre-pubescent years and allow yourself to nurture your soul and to like practice radical forgiveness and to allow yourself to just like honor the inner child, like listen to music that you would listen to during that time, because music is a higher dimensional, um, vibration. It's, it deals a lot with, um, with, you know, the sound currents allow us to really connect to these higher dimensions. And when we connect with these musics, we're helping elevate our soul. And that's why like Music festivals are like so popular and they're so like they're spiritual experiences, you know, and with my background as a music journalist, that's where I found God. Most definitely. It was the first time I really found God. I mean, granted, I was using medicine, but I'm so grateful because I was using a lot of MDMA, which helped me with my PTSD and help with my prolonged depression and now MAPS. Um, who is going to be one of the organizations that proceeds of my new product launch is going to be donated to, um, the intuition is going to be donated to, um, all like percentage of the proceeds will be donated to maps. Um, and they're working a lot on psychedelic research for PTSD and the vets and, uh, the vets right now at standing rock that is saying something. So when I heard that the vets were, you know, on their way and, even like Tulsi Gabbard, love that woman. She is amazing. She's like the congressman woman from Hawaii who supported Bernie Sanders and dropped out of the DNC because she saw the corruption. And she went to Standing Rock over the weekend to stand with the vets. And these vets are like the saving graces. And they're going to protect because they, they, when they sworn in, they said that they would protect against um, terrorism, domestic and abroad. And they are witnessing what's happening with Standing Rock as domestic terrorism because it is. 
hands down. It's they're fighting. It's crazy that this is what's happening. And like as I say this, a dove just literally flew right by. So this is the peace offering right now. Thank you for your medicine. <sighs> but these vets are cutting these like these razor wired fences that you know dapple put out there so that the people can come to their ancestral grounds and they're cutting these fences and bringing the canoes back to the people that you know that the police and these militant police stole um from the people and so my prayer and my intention as to where i'm seeing with these vets and is seeing that you know them going to Standing Rock and standing in solidarity with with the water protectors, they are in a sense healing their PTSD, and it just it makes me cry because it's something that I see, and we're only we're only as strong as our as our military, and it's not about war. We're only as strong as our military in terms of mental health. In terms of all of us, mental health is everything, and that's I've been. I'm so passionate about mental illness, like so like having mental illness research and mental health because I've had my issues of mental health with, you know, having paranoia and my PTSD and having prolonged depression that there were times where I was suicidal. And so to me, like understanding mental health and like putting our energy into mental health, and that's why we have a lot of people that use, that abuse drugs and people that are dying from heroin overdoses is because they're mentally they're mentally ill. And so these are the things that we need to put our money on, not so much into old um, sources of energy that you know are can be dangerous to the future, the generations, future of the planet, future to hum- uh, dangerous to the future of humanity. And so to have these vets there, it's standing up, and there I'm feeling that there's a lot of healing going on with them too. And it's so beautiful to be able to watch and to witness. And today, before I got on, I was watching this line of vets. Like, it was a march of vets at Standing Rock, and there's a blizzard. And there's Native vets and American Army vets. And they were walking to the place, like, on November 20th, where all those people were getting blasted with cold water, having hypothermia. Like, there's two people that's lives are forever changed because one can't use her arm and one may not even be able to see light from their eye. And so you think of those people that are literally sacrificing their lives on the line for us, for our future generations, for water. And you can't help but get emotional because that is where the faith in humanity is restored. I don't... It's not so much in my elected government, because you don't really get to vote. Like, it doesn't happen. Like, we're seeing the the electoral college, like this outdated system, you know, brought in this, like, tyrannist that has no, that has mental health issues. Like, I want you to understand that Donald Trump and all the people he's putting in his cabinet, I can guarantee you did not receive love when they were children. Their root chakra is so blocked because they they probably received love in material things and not so much in like being held in compassion and all those things and this is why they're acting out or you know they've been they've experienced a deep trauma from the past that they've never been able to reassess and reevaluate and heal and honor so when i look at what's happening with Oh, our potential, our future, like, elected government. 
I just pray because it's us light workers and light he- and healers that are here to really hold space for them to heal and what's up we have to stay vigilant as a group and as a tribe to keep the vibration higher so that their vibration isn't isn't overpowering ours because it's like uh, Jimi Hendrix has been coming through too it's like understanding like it's not about like the love of power it's about the power of love right now and like when we come from the space of love and we're witnessing it like this this is just the beginning like don't give up just because like with what happened like don't give up like keep them we have to keep the momentum going and we have to understand that this power that we have within us lies in our hearts so we have to be able to find that's why I want people to be vulnerable and that's why I want people to be courageous to tell and share their medicine and tell their stories because when you allow yourself to tell your stories and you allow yourself to be vulnerable, it's like the yellow light within you turns on and it's like the, the gears start moving. And when the gears start moving, the energy, the kundalini energy that's stored at the base of the chakra can help rise up and it goes to the heart. And when we come from that space of the heart, we need to get out of our minds and into our hearts. And so right now, like... That is a tip that I want you to really run with is to allow yourself to be vulnerable and allow yourself to be real and authentic because when you do, you're going to be able to heal the wounds of your past. You're going to be able to heal the wounds of your ancestors. You're going to be able to heal the wounds of the future generations, the generations behind you and the generations in front of you. So I really want you to be able to step into your truth, step into your light, step into your into your power, share your medicine and go out into the world and create something that is worthwhile, something that is supportive of the greatest and highest benevolence of love and compassion because you have the power. So what I really wanted to do is um talk a little bit more about steps you can do. So we talked about how you can be conscious about how you spend your money. We talked about how the inner creates the outer, but what I really want you to understand is with the inner creating the outer, I want you to be aware of the toxic areas in your life. Where where do you have toxic habits? Where are your toxic relationships? What are your toxic beliefs? What are the toxins you are using in your house? Because your home is your sanctuary. And so you need to be able to make sure you're not using a lot of chemicals in your cleaning products and you're not... And you're allowing yourself to like be smart with what you're using in the home and making sure your home is kept clean and tidy so that spirit can move through. Um, this is a time for us, like as we finish these last three weeks of 2016, we're ending this karmic cycle. This is an invitation for you to purify and release. And like I said, we have Mercury retrograde coming at the right time. Thank you, Mercury retrograde, because the Mercury retrograde allows us to reevaluate, reassess, realign, recommit, review. It's all the re's. And so this is uh, this is the reason why we are in this time. And this reason is to really allow yourself to understand why you're here. Why are you here? How can you make the world a better place? So I like to call this year the shitstorm of 2016. (laughs) Oh man, but this is a... This is a year to support... Like this year has been, like I said, supporting the nine completion year to clear the karmic cycle to reach moksha, which um, in Sanskrit, the language of yoga... 
um, moksha is to represent liberation and it's the freedom of suffering. So we're going through this like freedom of suffering, but we had to understand that without suffering, there would be no compassion. And this is the year, um, the Aquarian age sutra brought by Yogi Bhajan and Kundalini yoga is understand through compassion or you'll misunderstand the times. And this is about time for us to be kind to ourselves, kind to others, kind to the planet. If not, you're going to be completely lost. And next year is the last year of the five sutras of the Aquarian age. And so in an upcoming episodes, I'm going to have Guru Jagat with me and I want to ask her what happens. That's a question I really want to know. What happens once we get past 2017 and the end of the sutra phases? But essentially, while 2016 has been a shitstorm, it's also in my life has been really beautiful because I've been connecting with so many powerful paradigm shifters, powerful priestesses and light workers and light makers and light casters and all of the beautiful, juicy, feminine, divine feminine essence of that is permeating through these women that I've connected to. And, you know, I've been, this has been a year for me to really follow my bliss and for me to really go after and realize the dream and create the life that I want to create. And while it's been really ugly and gross this year and really difficult as I've been, I was earlier in the year, I was really finishing and going through my grieving process at the transition of my mother's mom when my grandmother died. It's, uh, it's really a blessing to be able to have made the connections this year and to see more and more people wake up. And so while it was a shit storm, it's like after the chaos comes the order and it's been a chaotic year, no doubt about it. But like I said, this is our time to keep vigilant, keep the faith alive, and to understand that we are making history every day based on what we choose in the present, based on our thoughts, based on our th- beliefs. And so like another point that I was saying to help keep this momentum going is to just realize history and allow yourself to know your own history and the especially like the people you love, like recognize their history and the way they react and allow yourself to like be able to be gentle with them because everyone's doing the best they can based on their level of awareness. So we need to recognize what did and didn't work in the past and choose wisely because we need to like my, the thing that has been coming to mind is just like the whole like primary season in California with like Bernie Sanders and, you know, all the WikiLeaks that came out and seeing how the DNC cheated Bernie Sanders out of this election and out of his presidency, which he should have won. And in my eyes, he's my president. Like, I'm sorry, but I love him. He's the only one that really went out and spoke up about Standing Rock. And so I love that man, and I'm so grateful for him. And um, essentially, we have to just come together and see that history was history has always been on the side of the peaceful of the peaceful. History has always been on the side because love is the greatest force, and no evil will be able to overturn that. We just have to recognize that love is being able to shine its light and its energy and its power on that dark heaviness that is still lingering on this planet, but that's why we came here. And as indigo souls that a lot of us came here to be, it's like we are here to like bring in this new paradigm, bring in this new world, and bring in this this shift that we're really we're in the middle of right now we are we're not in the middle we're just begun we have just begun really begun the shift so just 
take care of yourself and allow yourself. This is another tip that I have. Just call on help. Allow yourself to call on help and to come out, to come together. So a lot of us here, I'm sure, are very big givers. And when we are givers, we give, give, give. But what happens is when we don't allow ourselves to receive, we prevent someone else from giving. And then we're not having this um, this symbiotic relationship and this healthy cycle. And we need to allow others to give too. Because when we give, think about when you give. Like when you give, you feel so good. When you give, it just like lights you up. And that you sh- we shouldn't be able to rob that from other people that want to give us that same love and compassion and support. So you have to be willing to like put your pride down a little and ask for help. And you don't have to do it all on your own. Because this is a time for us to band as brothers and sisters. This is a time for us to come together as humanity and to see this like restoration of humanity really running with it and really paving the road ahead. So, um, and to go back with compassion, I really want you to be able to allow yourself to see when someone's acting out of their pain body. And recognize that it's their inner child coming out. Like when I see Donald Trump, I just see this like kid. He's just this like kid that is like so lost and needs like insecure and like he needs, (sighs) he needs love more than anything. He needs love. And so he's still a part of us. <laughs> he's still one of our brothers. And regardless if people like, I have like some of my older clients would be like, he's not part of me. He's not, he's not, I'm not part of, he's not, we're not, we're not part of each other. And it's like, no, I'm sorry to break it to you, but he's a mirror of you in somehow. So where do, are you needing to acknowledge more of your inner child? And where do you need to love yourself more? And where do you need to release any of that sense of insecurity? Because that's he's there to like he's 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 being our greatest spiritual teacher right now, as hard as it is to say he is he's teaching us that we need to uh, be gentle and be kind, and we need to be patient and allow people to have their human experience and to have their own journey, and to know that we don't have to take on the heaviness and the burden of the load. We can call upon, that's a a lot about calling for help. And it's like calling upon like our guides and calling upon the great spirit. And that goes again with um, understanding like the, the Neptune of this time too. It's like understanding that, you know, there's something greater than us out there that is here to help us, but we have to believe in it and know it to be true and to know that it's here to really wake us up and to guide us and to help us navigate through this time and space and to know that like we have to love our inner child and we literally have probably the worst people coming in right now um into you know his cabinet and it's fucking scary but it's not real it's just to test us and to push our buttons. And we have like literally these people coming in because they're the ones that need the most love. Plain and simple. We can't be a unified humanity if we are still separating ourselves from them. They are still part of us as the dark, hard reality of it. They are still part of us. 
just as the police at Standing Rock, still part of us. A lot of them are just sheeple, and they're just sheep that are listening to the orders, and they're so disconnected from their own selves. But we had to also remember that a lot of police officers have PTSD themselves. And I know that's to be true because my grandfather was a NYPD lieutenant officer, and he was in the 50s and the 60s, and he saw some crazy-ass shit. And he had, like, he was a very, like, gentle, he loved me. I was probably his favorite grandkids. Like, I have, like, 14 cousins, but I was for sure the favorite because I saw him and I respected him and loved him, and he was the best. But my dad's dad, he he was, like, he was very harsh and to the point, but he was so pained. And um, he died of liver cancer, and, you know, when you drink to, like, numb pain, and we have to recognize that those, you know, those officers, they are pained. <laughs> they have pain, too. And so that's where, you know, people are coming with, like, people are going with mirrors so that they can see themselves. And coming with peace and coming with love and not coming with, like, crazy militia, like, tanks like they've come against the prote- the protectors. So... Essentially, just we need to just be patient and bless, bless, bless. This is about bless up because we're all doing the best we can. And so allow your light and your happiness and your smile to influence the people around you because and it's just going to go like a domino effect. There's that seven degree of separation and it's real. So another tip I have to work for us to really keep this momentum going is to keep the faith alive, as I've said. Pray, pray, pray. Find gratitude in the mundane things, the things that we take for granted, like for our breath, for waking up today, for having food in the fridge, for having beautiful things around us, for our animals, for our friends, for our family, for running water, for um, the food that, that we get to nourish us, for the medicines that we have, for the plant medicines that we have, for the sunshine, for the moon. All of these things, even the mundane things we kind of take for granted, all the books that we have, the ability that we can read, the ability that we can sense feelings and have emotions, the, the, that we have this human experience. This is like if you focus more on focusing more on what you want, just brings more of it. So that's why like when I was talking about focusing more on what you want, it's the next part that I really want to talk about. It's like Focus more on sharing information and spreading the word about renewable energy. Focus more about like understanding like environmental impact of foods that we're eating. Understanding and providing information on like programs that are going like, oh my god, I was crying today. My friend like she posted this video on Facebook, and I'm not on Facebook a lot, but I was on there. And it was about how, like, these prisoners are going to this, like, school, essentially in, in jail. And there it's taught by, like, business professionals. And it's like they have, like, a gra- they're, like, graduating from these programs. And it's like they believe that, you know, these people that are in our prisons, like, they, they are natural-born entrepreneurs. They just got in the wrong—they just got on the wrong side, Like, a lot of them are dealing drugs to make money, but a lot of them don't have the confidence to go out and follow their dreams. And that's part of what we have to see now is this, like, prison reform. And um, so they they teach these these people, like, they have, like, business plan, um, 
business plan competitions and stuff inside the prisons and the families get to come and watch them have their graduation ceremony and like only 3% of them, like 96% end up finding a job when they get out of prison and only like 3% of the rate end up like being back in prison. So these are the things that like we need to start educating people and like putting our energy and researching and learning about because like when we focus more on what we want and focus more on the things that we wish to see in the world, we become, we get to realize that. And so it's like, use this as an opportunity to really start doing diving in deep and start doing like researching on and researching the issues that really reign true to you and seeing ways how you can help. I mean, that's why with these, uh, Gaia Alchemy's line that I'm making every single, each one is made for a different chakra. And with each, each one, I'm going to be donating proceeds to a different organization I'm still working on which ones I want to do. For sure, I'm doing maps because I'm a huge advocate of psychedelic research. Um, I want to do one for clean water. I want to do Amnesty International. There's um, there's a lot of great organizations out there that, you know, this is a time for us to really come together and have that cooperation. So if you do have any um, suggestions for nonprofits that you think would be really awesome to um to include, like, please send me a message. Like you can send me, um, an email. Um, I'll send it in the, the, in the side, the bio, but you can send it to hello at shamanessagadessa.guru, or you can just go to my, um, Instagram handle at shamanessagadessa, and then you can click on the contact button there and you can just send me, um, or you can even write a review, whatever way you want to share the message to get this, uh, to get more awareness about these awesome nonprofits, I would be really grateful because I really want to help co-create and create this like synergy to bring your money for supporting me and my dream to help support someone else. Because this is all about, like I talked about Sahara Rose a couple weeks ago, it's all about conscious entrepreneurism. And to like that's where that's where it's heading. Like we have to be able to allow ourselves to give back. And to really understand that we're not we're not in this journey alone, and we're in this together. Um, so essentially, yeah, keep the faith alive, f- live in that space of gratitude, focus more on what you want, and of course, I think the biggest ones are don't back down. This is not the time to go back to sleep. You're awake. We're uh, we're awakening. We're awakening right now, and this is the time for us to really. Stay vigilant, stay awake, be wise, do your research, keep spreading the truth, keep spreading victories, keep spreading, like, allow yourself to be the media, allow yourself to have conversation, real, have real conversation. Please, next year, my prayer for 2017 is that we're not having, like, small talk conversations. I can't handle it anymore. <laughs> I can't hang. I'm just, I, it's, it's, it literally eats my soul having the small talk conversations. It's like, it's too much. So... I think the biggest thing that we really need to do in order to keep this momentum going is to practice radical self-care. And that means having a work-life balance. That means knowing when to rest. That means being aware of the food you're eating. That means like taking time to pamper yourself. If you're like, allow yourself to take baths if you can. Do like face masks. Allow yourself to like, 
um, oil pull and like dry brush, all these like things that just make us feel good. Burn some incense, sage. Um, you can use one of my spray bottles to help connect you. Um, connect with crystals, connect with people, allow yourself to expand your mind and read, like do the things that like all these self-care things that do have a daily sadhana practice. Like first thing in the morning you do like your daily rituals. It's all like before I got on, I pulled from the ISIS deck and she told me magic and rituals about crafting a sacred space is what we need to do. So we need to allow ourselves to um, anchor in the life that we want. And we start this by beginning our day by taking time to connect with the great spirit, with God, with the universe, with our inner, inner guidance. Like we need to start our days off with that because that is going to really pave the road for what's to head because that will help you stay grounded and centered. And in this Aquarian age, there's so much chaos and so much noise outside of us that if we allow ourselves to come in first and allow ourselves to like an hour, or half hour, whatever you can do. But if you stay consistent with it every day, I will guarantee you do it for 40 days at least. And you will witness your subconscious mind starting to shift. You will be witnessing the change and you can thank me later. If you need help, if you want to like figure out a daily routine, please feel free to reach out to me. That's a lot of the work that I do is, um, helping women find and build like a strong solid foundation within themselves so that they can go ahead and build their queendom with grace. So you can learn more about that by visiting my website. And, um, the biggest thing that I can really say right now, um, other than keeping your eyes on the bigger picture, the best way to keep this. And there goes a freaking dove flying again. Oh my God. Is to allow yourself to follow your bliss. This is your life. This is the hero's journey. You are the hero of your own of your own life. There's no one outside of you that's going to save you. You are the one that's going to save yourself. So all of this that you are witnessing right now is your masterpiece and right now there's so much to like work with. Right now you are you can make the pot you want. You can mold and you can be the ceramic. You like this is your ceramic table right now. So you can make it whatever you want. If you want to make a vase, if you want to make a bowl, if you want to make a plate, if you want to make a chalice, you make it whatever your heart desires because you have the power right now because you are here co-creating your reality with your beliefs. So allow yourself to choose and focus on the beliefs that you have. And don't beat yourself up if you're having these like darker, lower vibrational thoughts because you are just tapping into the collective that's around you. So just be gentle with yourself and know that it's just passing by to receive your love. So just come from that space of gratitude. Allow yourself to breathe through it. Allow yourself to get through it. You have to get through it or for it to be released. This is how we are healing the wounds of the history. This is how we are able to go back and witness what's really happening. So I want you to never forget that you are the dreamer. And this is just a dream. And your actions speak louder than words. So I encourage you to act out, do, you know, hold ceremony, um, have gatherings, have discussions, take the time to like make these actions like doable because we need to keep our eyes on the bigger picture here. The fight has, well, the journey, I don't I want to stop saying fight cause there's no need to fight, but the journey has just begun because we're here to come with peace. The journey is just beginning. The beginning is here. 
So I'm so grateful to the Native Americans and to the ancestors who are here to navigate us through this because they've gone through this before and I could I'm I'm sure they are livid that what's happening and so they are here to support the peaceful the peaceful. They're here to protect the protectors, they're here to guide the protectors. That is us. So Again, if there's anything I just want to say is that keep the faith alive, keep doing you and be kind. And I just really, I'm really grateful that you've been here with me now. This is uh, episode five and it's been so awesome seeing like screenshots on like Instagram stories and like people like reading reviews. I want to read some reviews here that people have left and it says... You know, like, uh, this one was great. There are a few podcasts I listen to, mostly because I find them either shallow, negative, or repetitive. This podcast cannot be more than the opposite. Sabrina picks thought leaders we don't see enough of in the media, and it brings so much insight herself. Every sentence of this podcast is pure gold. I thoroughly enjoy sitting in conversation with Sabrina every week through this podcast, and I recommend it to anyone on a spiritual path. Thank you so much, Pina Colada. <laughs> Your, uh, your reviews mean a lot because if we get these reviews going on iTunes, then we're able to, it'll, more people will be able to recognize this and we're able to spread this truth. So as an early adapter of this podcast, I just want to say thank you so much for guiding, for, for joining me and help allowing me to help guide you and speak to you. And I mean, I have like bullet points on what I'm saying, but a lot of the times like I'm just in flow and I allow, that's like, make me a channel of your peace is my prayer every day. And I'm just here to be a conduit of change. I'm here to empower sovereign goddesses to thrive. I'm here to help be a conduit for spirit and to bring the medicine spirit has to offer. I'm here to be of service. I'm here for you more than anything. And so if you enjoyed this podcast, I really encourage you to share it with your friends. Um, you can visit the website at shamanessagadessa.guru. The website's going to be um, in the information in the podcast. And if you have, um, uh, if you want to write a review, like please do on uh, on iTunes. I really appreciate it, and it just like warms my heart seeing that you know this is this is where I've been called to do right now, and I want to use my voice because I want to give. I want to encourage others to use their voice too, because this is about us really strengthening our throat chakras and for us to really speak up for what's right. And this is how change happens. It's when we come together and wake up to the medicines that others have to share and have those ahas and those realizations within ourselves. That's when the mind's blown, mind blown, heart open. So I want to thank you so much for joining me this week. And There's so many amazing women that are in queue to be on upcoming episodes, and I'm so excited to have them here. Like, oh gosh, it's going to be so great. But I love you so much. Congratulations for to Standing Rock. Congratulations to you for continuing to like be persistent and to be strong and to be steadfast. But keep it up. This is not the time to quit. This has only just begun. I believe in you. I know you can do this. I know that humanity is on the right side of history again, and we are going to get through this. We're going to be stronger than ever before. We are supported. We are loved. But I encourage you to be vulnerable, be real, be authentic. Again, if you want, I would love to hear. I would love to see who's listening. So 
share your stories on Instagram. Um, you can tag me at Shamanessa Gadessa, and then you can also um, use the hashtag vulnerability is sexy, and I'm giving away two free um, sessions to the winner at the, and I'm going to announce it on one one seventeen so that you can really kickstart your year right. So share your vulnerability story, empower others to let them know that the journey that you've gone through and the journey you've conquered, because guess what? We're going to conquer this too. I love you so much. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Sovereign Goddess Podcast. Go out there and shine your light. Be the light you wish to see in the world. Satnam. Thank you for coming. I love you.